Um, just uh, on the on the idea of developing uh, um, a program like that in your church, uh, we should do our best to not give the impression that we are uh, evangelizing them, uh, because this will put them off. We'll take them. So that's why I focus on diseases when I when I do that. But. Um, uh, we have a problem now in Loma Linda because of the McDonald's things. Just because of that, I mean, the church, even the church is divided because the pastors are saying, well, we should not be in the business of uh, telling people what to not do or, or blocking the people's choices uh, on food. And they are right on that. But on the other hand, our, our point is not that. We are not pushing our... And, and, and also, this is not even a universe or church. It's, it's just a, a, a group of members of the community that got together and, and are talking to the councilman. But they want to see what the church and what the university thinks about that. And, uh, but uh, the, 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 the point is that uh, we, we should not be also too relapse there and say, well, okay, you do whatever. And because that's, uh, I was discussing the situation uh, that we, we have with our churches internally. I was invited to go to two, two churches in, the, in California to do a health ministry. The pastor invited me. By the way, this is another thing. If you are going to work with another church, it's not yours, you have to have the pastors or, or the committee on your side, the board on your side. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I, 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 my experience is not going to work. If the pastor is not on your side, it's going to be hard. Well, I was invited to go there. And so they wanted me to promote a diabetes prevention program, hypertension prevention program for the community to attract people to health ministries, to, to the health, and then they might assist the, the church. When I was there, um, um, they invited me to the padlock in the church. And then they have chicken, uh, fish, uh, a lot of cakes and ice cream. And, and then um, after that, I talked to the pastor. Pastor, I don't want to be no, no, nosy here, but... Uh, if we want to promote this uh, message outside, we have to do something inside. Because if I invite people to come and then they come to the church and they stay in Padlak and we say, what are you guys doing? I mean, you guys... Yeah, yeah, Seventh-day Adventist Church. <laughs> no, our church, our church. So you, you be prepared because uh, most of churches in Loma, it was a surprise for me because... In my church, in most of churches I go to Loma Linda, they are vegetarian, at least. But that one was not, and was not far from Loma Linda. And then, um, guess what? I told the pastor, if you want my help, you have, we have to do that first. He never called me back. But, but it was not his fault. He passed, he passed a couple of months, and then he told me, I'm not pastor in that church anymore, so... And, and they, uh, they have trouble. They have some problems inside. And uh, I think he didn't. He was new in the church. He didn't know much. But uh, he, he had good intentions. But uh, you see, you have to have the pastor on your side, but you have to know the church 
And, and you cannot do a ministry if, or you can do a ministry, but you have to start from scratch. And, and uh, sometimes we do a ministry to reach the outside and the inside. We publish to the outside, but we invite the members, and the members will, will, will get this. And I, I have another story that is very interesting. In Argentina, we have a lifestyle center running for about 40 years. The president of Argentina has been there. Many governors have been there in that center. It's a, it's a Wildwood style uh, lifestyle, very famous in South America. And uh, Maradona, the, the biggest soccer player, was there because he was addicted to cocaine or whatever, and then he was uh, treated there. So there was this guy that was a governor for the province. He was a candidate to be a governor, and they invited him to go there. He went there. He followed the program. He became vegetarian. He put his wife in the program. They became vegetarian. They served only uh, healthy foods in his house. And then he was elected governor of the province. And then when he was elected governor of the province, he asked the guys, hey, do you need anything in your area? And then they asked, well, we have a problem here with the phones. And uh, so if you can uh, set up some uh, phones line or, or change the phones line for us, would be very good. And he did. So when they have the inauguration of the new system, they invite the government to come. And this was in our college now. The, the center is one thing, the college is another business. So he came there for the celebration. My goodness. And then they have a barbecue, and then they have a lot of sweets and a lot of cakes. And then he came, what's going on here? I learned with you guys <laughs> how to be healthy. And now I come here, and uh, well, well, what happened with this? Yeah, confuse the guy. And see, see what, what, uh, what, what, how is it important for us to do some background check or background training. Uh, we don't expect that all our members will become vegetarian, healthy-minded, but at least we, uh, our institutions should, should, should promote a, a, a little healthier things. Health. Amen. 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 That's 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 it. Some that's something. Okay. Good. Well, I, I think the, I, I agree. It's double standard. You should be vegetarian at her home. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, 
uh, if you eat in your house is not public, we don't interfere with that, so it's your business. But I mean, the church has a philosophy to, to, to follow, and that's a, it's the same with alcohol and, 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 uh, and smoking. I mean, it's, it's smoking and now on campus in Loma Linda is, is banned. But, uh, but uh, still we have one guy, but uh, the, we are enforcing more on that. So, anyways, I, I, I just want to share with you some of those things. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they have... Yeah, but uh, think about that. I, just, uh, I was working in Hong Kong Adventist Hospital. Uh, we have a law that uh, they should not smoke. But if the guys are with money, they would smoke in the, in the, in the room or they will smoke in the, uh, in the parking lot. Nobody will make any fuss. Until the government came with a law that uh, no smoking in the hospitals, then I, we are, no, are smoke-free. Yes. So, <laughs> but see, it's, it's situation, sometimes we are behind the, the authorities on that. Um, before we start, I will pass one thing. I, I check it out, the radon uh, detector here, and I will pass here to you for you to see. Uh, it cost me uh, uh, $13 in Lewis. Uh, I saw one for, for uh, $9 on Home Depot, but they didn't have the thing. But uh, there, is a, there is a glitch on that. You have to put this... Uh, in your room for two or three days, and then you have to send to the to a laboratory. So if you are outside of the states, uh, you you might need to contact them and see if it's going to work. Uh, because if you are out of the country, I mean, um, but the fee is the same. So is you don't pay extra fee to send to do that. So it's just a way for you to to know uh, that we have this. Uh, this thing. I'm going to pass just for you to take a look, and you can pass around. Yeah, radon, radon, uh, t uh, quit, uh, radon kit test for to see how is your home uh, on that. Okay. Okay. So let's go for the. Oh, I, I have another thing. You guys are complaining about my ten dollars uh, um, uh, uh, materials. And $10 handouts. You know what I found, figured it out? If I get this, ten, this disc and I put in a fancy folder, plastified, and I put uh, all these materials inside, I have seen things charged here $1,000, okay? $1,000. If I put an assessment there, a computer assessment, plus these and plus the presentations, I have seen here things 600, 400, and you are complaining about 10 bucks. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying I, I am not in the business of making money with that. I just don't. I, I charge because I didn't want to charge. And, but I. Uh, um, with my experience with uh, Hispanics, I gave everything for free, and I, I spent a lot of money with that, taking copies and taking, oh, my goodness. And I say, well, it's, it was too stressful for me. It was too stressful. To, every time I, I, I run a copy, $70. 
for 10, for 10 of those things. I mean, I say, ooh. But anyways, uh, I'm just sharing that. I will not do that. I'm just sharing. But uh, it's, it's for you to use. And for you to use in your church, in your ministry, wherever. Okay? Okay, now that we pass this commercial and discussion, we go to cancer prevention, colorectal cancer. So this is, uh, uh, is colorectal is uh, considered the third, even though now is, uh, I mean, pancreas cancer is taking over colorectal cancer, but uh, is the second cause of death in the United States per cancer. It's uh, frequent after 50 years, and the survival is 50% in five years. So it's not bad, but it's not good. And that's the main thing here. The problem is the diagnostic. The diagnose. We, if we, when the when colon cancer is diagnosed, diagnosed, people already have uh, two advanced ones. See, it is a disease of um, of uh, America. So made in America. Everything is made in China. This is made in America. So you see the rates in, in Africa. Is much lower, uh, but you see here in America is higher among African Americans. How to explain that? Is is not common in Africa, but the Africans that are here, so they get in trouble with that. Why is that? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. And colorectal cancer has, a, a, they said that running families, but a, I have my doubts about that. Yeah, mostly, mostly. Um, so what are the people with high risk? You have a former history of intestinal cancer. Well, that's, that's uh, easy. Huh? Uh, a family history uh, before 60 years old of this disease. And this inflammation here, chronic uh, inflammation, uh, uh, Crohn disease, or sorry, Crohn disease is not spelled like that. Uh, it's, C-R-O-H-N. C-H-R-O-N? Is that so? Well, C-A-R-O-H-N, I believe. Yeah. Well, we have an English class here. And ulcerative colitis. Um, polyps are related to this disease, and then they have this familial adenomatous polyposis. So some people have this as inherited. Uh, if a person uses aspirin, they figured out that the guys that are using aspirin for heart disease, they figured out that this is uh, something that was uh, independently related to prevention of this cancer. And I don't know how, but uh, that's uh, what they observe in, in, uh, in, the, uh, in the statistics when checking for that. So these are two polyps here. They are not cancer yet. And this is that I want to show you. I mentioned that I, there is a new thing that is, they are doing that in Europe already, and they might, in a, maybe in a couple of years, will come to America. It's a, the pill cam. So you, you, will, you have to do the cleansing in the intestines, but uh, you just eat that thing. That thing goes to your uh, digestion system, and then will illuminate your column. 
and we'll film everything inside. So, isn't something? Uh, this is going to be a major change because we will we will make more diagnoses with that because people will see they they are able to see better on that. Pilcam. Well, how do you use? You swallow. You swallow it, and uh, and then they have a lamp. The, I think, well, I don't know the mechanism very well, but uh, it is a camera inside with a lamp. With a, with a, uh, it might be an LED lamp, LED system. Huh? Yeah, light. Sorry, I mentioned lamp. But it's a lamp here. Yeah, well, is is a translation problem for me. For me, it's the same. So, uh, in Portuguese, lampada and luz is almost the same thing. Yeah. Okay, you you ingested that, and will be. I mean, if your if your intestines are clean, you have to do the same preparation, and then the capsule will go there and will film everything. Uh, with a, they have a camera and a light. And then we'll go over every, everywhere there. Yeah, then it's going to be a mess. It's not going to work there. Is there a difference between the two? No, no, everything is the same here. Yeah, it looks like this is for esophagus. It might be for esophagus, and, and they might do that for for whatever you need for for a, a endoscopy to see your stomach if you have ulcers for esophagus only, whatever. Well, this I, I know that they are using that for for colon cancer because uh, I think I have here. No, I don't have. Um, yeah, for now it is that they are using in Europe. Um, well, this is the symptoms for, for intestinal cancer, but uh, intestinal cancer is a little complicated. Uh, but even diarrhea or constipation can be. The most common is bleeding on the, uh, or feces with uh, blood, uh, difficulty to empty completely. Uh, if, you are, if you have the stools narrower than usual, uh, persistent abdominal discomfort, as cramps or pain or feeling full or bloated, losing weight, fatigue, and, and nausea and vomiting. But this is common to, to all cancers. But uh, I will show you, I have a, a story to, to share with you at the end of someone that have diarrhea. And he talked that this diarrhea was uh, food poisoning and, and kept treating that and, uh, and was not food poisoning. So what are the, the things that are associated? Well, when I mention causes here, I mean, keep that with me. Uh, there is factors that are associated. We cannot prove causes in this uh, type of disease. But uh, being obese, eating red meat, eating processed meats, alcohol, and abdominal fat. So not just being obese, but where the, the fat is. So this is uh, an interesting graphic that shows uh, the consumption of meat in the, in, in the countries of the world and the uh, incidence of uh, uh, 
cancer, uh, colon cancer uh, per 100,000 inhabitants. But of course, uh, as, as uh, um, scientists, we, we, this, we don't accept this as proof of anything because it, it might be a, just a coincidence. The thing is that when we don't have that, we cannot make an assumption. We, when we, we see this, we say, well, it might be meat, but it might be something else. Yeah, but uh, then if we do more research, uh, so Canada is, and the United States are in the top here. Huh? Where is your country that you might not, I don't have. Where is Jamaica? Oh my goodness. Huh? So you're not, not, that, not that bad, huh? <laughs> it means that you are eating, uh, uh, well, maybe you are eating better than us here, for sure. High fiber, yeah? That's good. Um, well, okay. So here we have a similar one. Um, this is calories from animal food, um, and then increase the, the, the rate of. You know why we cannot do that? Because if you do this plot, you can do like um, cars. This could be related to, to the amount of cars that we have. And then you cannot make an assumption that the amount of cars will increase colon cancer. It might increase the lung cancer, though. But uh, then that's why the scientists don't accept this type of, uh, of, of uh, statistics. Because you see, well, just because there is more cars is not, is not related to that. But if you go around... You can also in, uh, explain some of those things um, in an indirect way. Oh, people that have more cars, it means that they walk less. If they walk less, they will be more obese, and they will have more abdominal fat, and then they might increase the rate of colon cancer. <laughs> you see, you, 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 you might be able to do this uh, uh, analysis. So... Again, the red meat contain carcinogenics uh, and then the N-nitroso. Uh, and then uh, we have two things. If we talk about PAH, that is the benzopyrene, this is the same that we mentioned about the barbecuing the, the meat or grilling the meat. But uh, the heterocycle, uh, heterocyclic amine, amines or amines, what you call, is, is produced by high, high temperatures. So it's not just barbecuing, but if you overcook, you might, you might have the same products there, or similar products. And those, uh, um, this is why we, we don't uh, advise to do uh, deep fried things, because this we, you cook a lot and the, the heat is going to be too much. Uh, another thing that they mention is that uh, iron, iron will, uh, will mess up uh, the blood here. It's going to be too much iron. You can, uh, iron is a free radical that will um, somehow block the action of the antioxidants or the antioxidants are going to be uh, occupied to try to eliminate this iron. Processed meats. So, so now you have the salami, bacon, Cured ham and hot dogs increase the risk of bowel cancer for, from, by 30 to 50 percent. And then the processed meats uh, also increase the risk of polyps and uh, 
And then uh, we already mentioned why is that, because the nitrates uh, uh, compounds. And then this is the, um, what's they call, American Institution for Cancer Research. The I is something else, but uh, American Institute for Cancer Research, maybe. And then this is written in the book, that, uh, the, the green book that I show. What the evidence does show is that making processed meats an everyday part of the diet, as many Americans do, poses clear and serious risks. Uh-oh. <laughs> so the, well, we are, I'm not American, but I consider myself American. Kind of. Huh? If you talk about soccer, I'm not American, but uh, in other aspects I am. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the 4th of July hot dog style is not the best one to go. So, that's the one here. And I like this. <laughs> Look, Freddy. Fred likes these things. Didn't Fred die last January? <laughs> uh, and uh, it should be hickory farms, okay? Hickory farms. Sodium causes cancer, so. Made with real chemicals, 100% real processed meat. So abdominal fat will increase inflammation. 5% increase in colon risk cancer per one inch of excess of waist circumference. Uh-huh. That's a, that's a hard one, huh? 30% increase in risk of per 0.1 increment in the waist to hip ratio. So if you want to know the, hip, the waist hip ratio, um, uh, this is the one. So you have the values here, you have the values in your uh, thing. Um, is desirable for men is 0.95 and desirable for uh, women is 0.80 or less. And then you measure the circumference on your uh, it could be around the umbilicus. Normally, we do a little bit above the umbilicus. And then you do the one in the hip. The hip should be, I already, did I tell you about that? Did I tell you? No? So the hip should be in the buttock part, the biggest part. You should look laterally, and then you put the, 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 the measure tape in the biggest uh, circumference in the buttocks. So you put the waist in the upper part of the formula, the hip in the lower part, and then you do the division. And then if you have a 0.1 increment on that, will increase even 30% of the risk. You can do that uh, when you go to your uh, uh, apartment. This is something <laughs> this is something that uh, we should not do um, we should not do in, in, in public. I mean, people get a little upset with that because uh, sometimes people get a measuring tape. Okay, now we are going to measure the waist and hip ratio. It might be offensive to someone. So just to be alert uh, on that. Even though I've seen um, the heart center in, in Loma Linda, they did in the community to, to, to check the risk of heart disease. They did in a health fair. I never did. But uh, they did, and so it was not that bad because the the, the people uh, it's hard when you are in a lecture and say, "Well, we are doing, we are going to do now." But when you are open, they can people that want to want to go, they, they they can choose, yeah. 
So just the weight circumference also has something. So male, if they uh, have a circumference of 36, we, we, cause, we, we, we call here, or more, so they have a, a higher risk. Of, or they have a waist circumference for women of 32, uh, they have a, 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 high, a higher uh, risk. I don't think you are going to measure my, my waist. <laughs> um, regular exercise protect uh, food reaching fibers and garlic and its family. And unfortunately, milk is in the formula too. Fruits and vegetables probably protect this cancer. And uh, this is a big, still big thing. Is it fruits? Is it vegetables? Is it, is it a fiber? In the past, we accept that fiber was, but fiber is becoming a little, now the trend is to see that there, if there is some anti, specific antioxidants that are responsible. But still, most of the studies uh, confirm that fiber is there. It's very hard for us to answer in this one. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. <laughs> I have to tell you, I don't know. So I might research data, but, but I, I really don't know. Uh, is is some of the some of the things that are uh, we see in the epidemiological studies, and then uh, how to explain that? But I, I will, for if nobody knows. That's good. I should have said something, huh? <laughs> because um, you know this tourist guy. Um, he was going in the, in the country, and, and and then he asked, "Do you know what's that?" And people know. Okay, so he sent a bunch of baloney things about that thing, and <laughs> nobody knows. So, <laughs> but uh, anyways, we will go back to that. Colon cleansing should be added. Well, that's a, a, a tough, a tough question. In, in my clinic, well, I remember that there was a group that mentioned that uh, um, if you are a meat eater and then uh, the colon will accumulate some toxins in your colon for years. Yes. And then that's what, but this is really not true. I mean, the colon will not accumulate anything there. But this is there, and so that's why they have this uh, uh, um, cluster or, or, or enema. They have a machine, and then they go to extreme. There was a, a, a group in Guatemala that they have a clinic there, and they got to the extreme that before you go to a test, you should do a, an enema, because then your mind will be very clean. I think we go to extremes on that. I believe, we, I believe that uh, there is no such a thing that uh, the colon will accumulate. Uh, if you use a good diet, you will clean up that. You don't need extra, extra things. But, but that's my opinion on that. But, but uh, in my clinic, in my clinic, we use Senna, because people come there for detox, so during a period of detox, I don't feel that there is a problem with that. Yeah. 
that if you want to do some cleansing and so we didn't use the the enema in a few cases we used that we did the garrison therapy we did the coffee enema many times but then we gave up when we saw the results were not good for for cancer so we gave up on that but uh, that's my experience okay two people Pat, patrick But we are talking about, uh, and, th and that's, the, that's the reason that uh, we, huh? Yeah, well, because of the iron is a cause of uh, colon cancer, is, is one of elements here. But, um, well, these issues are not, uh, I don't know, I, I, I respect the opinion, I don't have, uh, uh, chelation is is, uh, is such a complicated thing that uh, the the main field don't 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 accept that. Or, or, so I don't know. Holding any, yeah, unless you have diverticulitis or diverticulosis. But even though with diverticulosis, if something is Holding there will create a big inflammation like an appendicitis, so we cannot hold anything inside. Thank you. Well, anyways. Well, you, you know, you, you come with uh, your experience and I come with mine, and so I respect that, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, chelation is an incognita I still. I have seen many people doing chelation just to make money, and it was not doing anything for the patient was just doing this and I'll come here and become a, com a commerce and people go and, and they didn't change anything. So I feel, well, well, what's going on here? So they have strings there. It might, it might have some, some benefits, but uh, I am a little reluctant to accept that. Free radicals. Um, yeah, I cover, but I'm not sure if it's in this lecture. There's so many things, and I don't know if we will we will go to that. Maybe we we um, let's see. I, I I don't remember if it's in there. Okay, another thing here is uh, olive oil. Um, they they said that olive oil here protect uh, um, against. Uh, um, against colon cancer, so you have uh, the, high, the lower intake of uh, olive oil uh, is related to, to a higher risk of colon retinal. They put this, this, this slide in a different way that we are used to. Normally, grease should be here and then, uh, and then increase here, but, uh, but uh, the, the, the curve goes like that, but that, that's fine. So increase the amount, you decrease the... the this, is, this study is being very criticized a lot because they, they consider that uh, they, don't, they didn't include other countries and then uh, the difference might not be uh, as they mentioned. But um, anyways, uh, I like it because I like olive oil. And I, it's not just because of my taste. Uh, I, I mentioned to you why, what I, why I like olive oil. is because it's something that's being used for millennials, and then it might be something good there. Go ahead. Question. Um, 
He looks like it, it, the quality of the, the fat is, a, is an important That's fact. And the, and the and mostly olive oil. Yeah. The thing, and then we have a discussion with the cheap program one time, and we have a discussion with, uh, with uh, the Esselstyn guy, that because uh, the Esselstyn guy, do you know Esselstyn? Have you heard? Esselstyn, the guy that uh, uh, reversed heart disease with diet, with a plant-based diet, zero fat. And he proved that. And he went to Loma Linda, and he started talking to Loma Linda people uh, in the church. And then a lady with uh, 89 years old asked, but you don't mention nuts in your diet. And say, well, I believe nuts is not good for you. Well, this is an offense for, <laughs> you know, offense for a Loma Linda <laughs> blue zone person. <laughs> say, what do you mean by that? No, yeah, because in my study, we have to, to clean up everything for the diet for the person to revert the heart disease. And then in the advanced study, we, we, we proved that nuts will decrease uh, heart disease. So, and then it becomes this discussion with this lady and Dr. Esselstyn and this lady, Esselstyn, and then he said, uh, you talk to Dr. Hans Dill that is from your religion because uh, SLT is even uh, 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 at 80s. <laughs> Well, there are two points here that we have if we talk about heart disease. There are two points. One is that treatment is one, one thing. Functioning, maintenance is another thing. So if you have a person that is fat, uh, a person that is overweight uh, and have a lot, so you can restrict the calories and you can put the fat down and can avoid this thing for a while. Yeah, for a while to, to, to help the person to drop all of these things. That's one. The other one is that every single plant diet that is zero fat will decrease HDL. Everything. I did that. I did research on that with the New Star program. You put the guys in a, in a, in a plant-based diet, zero fat or very low fat, you, you decrease the LDL, you decrease cholesterol, you decrease triglycerin, decrease HDL. They say, well, you decrease HDL, but we don't have, uh, the rate is good because, but uh, nowadays, when you have a diet that decreases HDL, I mean, they don't accept that. It's considered the, the, be, the best factor to promote, uh, uh, to decrease uh, the rates of heart disease. So if you put a little bit of olive oil or nuts, you prevent that drop in HDL. And that's, that's what happened. Avocado, is, it has happened everywhere. You put a little bit of those, those uh, natural fats, you decrease cholesterol, you decrease HDL, you decrease cholesterol and triglycerides, but you don't decrease HDL. So, 
Yeah. Okay, so uh, we will come back to that. Curcumin. The yellow part of curry inhibit a nitro nitric oxide and then block the enzyme cyclooxygenase COX2. That is a phase one enzyme. Remember phase one? The ones that produce uh, cancer. Curcumin uh, protects against colorectal cancer. So there is uh, some evidence on that. So Yeah, so that's a, that's, a, that's a good point, yeah, because this is the inflammatory enzyme. Fruits inhibiting the expression of CYP450, CYP I already talked about that. So. And then we talk about the, the fiber guy, Dr. Burkitt. Uh, this guy was the one that was mentioned that the health of the nation is related to what? <laughs> he would say that the health of a nation is uh, related to the size of your feces. <laughs> and then, and then uh, he said that uh, the, the health of a nation is related to the time that you spend in the bathroom. <laughs> he has all of this. That is, he was a funny guy. I think one time he went to Loma Linda when I, when I was a student. He was still alive. Um, Fiber and colon cancer, so it became a tradition in the middle, in the, in the midst of, uh, of uh, physicians and research. But the current research does not follow totally. There is some conflicting uh, things about that. But still, fiber is considered a, probably, a, probably cause, a probable cause of cancer. So in the book, fiber is a considered, sorry, is a probable uh, is not considered, no, let me see. Wait, 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 wait up, wait up. There is a mistake here, okay? Go with me. Fiber is considered a probable protection uh, of cancer, uh, of colon cancer. That should be protection. So it's not, a, it's not definitely uh, something that will protect 100%. Is on the second level now, okay? So that's what I want to say. Correcting your handouts, correcting your... You have to check on your CD because uh, I don't know why I, I, I messed up on that. This is, yeah. I am human, but I am a perfect person. <laughs> uh, so, so the, the mechanism for fiber is a very good one, and this one we know. Uh, if you um, have this fiber coming from uh, plants, you you produce a fermentation that, uh, that produces these short-chain fatty acids in the, present, in the fermentation. That uh, butyrate, is, butyrate is one of these. Uh, and these uh, induce uh, uh, apoptosis and other process of cancerous development. So butyrate is an apoptotic substance. So that, that's the, the easy mechanism. But they are saying that uh, my bee is not the fiber, but uh, the folate that is in the same fiber uh, foods or the carotenoids. And by the way, carotenoids does not mean just beta-carotene. They have, uh, I believe, more than 100 carotenoids in plants. And there are some substances that we even don't know. They are finding things in plants every day. So it's some, something. Or it might be isothiocyanate. So this... Field is still open to define. You know, is it fiber? Is it uh, the things uh, that are with the fiber? 
But anyways, uh, I like this source here, this slide. I believe you I already showed it, but uh, where, are the, where are the foods the richest in fiber here? Legumes, beans, beans, legumes, legumes and beans. So the richest source of, uh, of fiber is, uh, is on the bean side. We have raspberries, we have uh, uh, whole wheat bread. Uh, pita bread is uh, whole wheat pita bread, but uh, not, nothing gets closer to this. So um, I would say that yeah, flaxseed was a, a good one. But um, this call for, for us to put more beans in our plates, uh, and this is something that uh, uh, beans are good for hypertension, are good for diabetes, they are good for weight control, they are good for cancer, they are good for heart disease. So, you know, my patients, when they come to my office, whatever, whatever is the diet that they are eating, I prescribe at least one cup of beans per day. So this is a prescription that I put for my patients. So it's up to you now. Uh, but uh, it looks like the, we have enough reasons to prescribe that. I, I don't have the, the statistics yet, but uh, they have a lot of other problems with, uh, with food. That, uh, but uh, I, the problem with Mexicans, one of the cities with the highest rates of obesity in the world is Mexico City. Why? Because they are not using the Mexican traditional foods anymore. They are eating McDonald's, Pizza Hut, KFC, and all of this junk. Yeah, we, we evangelize the world with, world with McDonald's. What is the country that eats more beans in the world? Let's see if you know. South America, where? Brazil. In the, la in the last vegetarian, uh, international vegetarian, he, he, I, I believe you didn't know that. <laughs> The biggest, the biggest consumer, because uh, if you are in Brazil, I mean, you use rice and beans every day. We don't eat uh, much brown rice, but uh, beans have, if you don't have beans in our, in our, in our daily, you, you, you don't have a, a meal. And sometimes we eat uh, beans in lunchtime. We don't eat beans at uh, breakfast, but lunchtime and, and nighttime, we have to have rice and beans. Otherwise, where is my food? What's that? Where is that? Canned pears. Where are the fresh? The fresh are not even here. No, this list is uh, Dr. Nedley. You have to ask Dr. Nedley. <laughs> Call him and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the book here, this book here. But uh, anyways, it's just a list. Uh, 
I don't know if, why they put this. Uh, it, it might be less than the fresh, but the fresh is not even here. But um, this list is important. It's not an exhaustive list, as you know. But at least have a, a group of things that you can do. Like uh, you go by the beings, you are going to be right, whatever beings you do. And then the, the, the other one would be the, 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 the berries, I mean, blackberries and, uh, and raspberries. So they are very rich on that. And then you, you go by the, by the other one, oatmeal and, 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 and bread, and you, you still have a good one. Uh, everything over five, and then we go by something that is similar. Like they have sweet potato uh, with skin here, without skin, 7.7. .7. And then sweet potato will be the taro, the yams, the other uh, the types of things that will go in that direction too. And uh, if you are able to eat a skin here, maybe... But anyways, uh, some people are going to streams and they said that we should eat the orange with the, with the skin. Have you heard that? Uh-huh. He, he came to, I was in Hong Kong. I was in Hong Kong and they said that in the orange skin they have more antioxidants than the whole orange. And then I said, okay, but I mean, how uh, we, then we are going to the extreme of eating just antioxidant outside. So you just antioxidant. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, anyways, I told them, uh, well, you, you could eat the, the whitish part of the orange. Okay, but the, the skin of the orange, I'm not sure about that. But, uh, you know, we have streams and... Uh, be, be aware that you buy foods today. If you buy uh, cereals and things like that, and you buy something that has a lot of fiber inside, check it out because it might be cellulose or fiber from wood. Yeah, they are putting that in the in the in the food. So. This is, a, this is a, the, the, the good thing. Eat more fresh, eat more natural. If you eat something that is rich and uh, is common in, in bars, I mean, that you have to be careful on that. Is, is, is this a website or? It's a website. But so, it's also an app. You can download it. So that if you're shopping in the supermarket, you can download it. Okay. That's good. Huh. Okay. What's on my food? What's on my food? What's on my food? Okay. Let's go to China now. So China, China uh, also this is the, from the China study. So you see that... Uh, uh, the amount of fiber that they eat uh, in the United States and China, I mean, China is going to be almost three times what we eat here. Then the risk of uh, colon cancer uh, is, um, I would say, half or a little more half in men 
and, and, and one third in, in, in the female. So it calls for us to, even though this also we cannot make a, a, a conclusion just on this because you know that uh, it might be just coincidence. Sometimes uh, um, a research is done, is done and then we control for variables, but there are some variables that we don't know. And it might be other things there that are causing that. But uh, at least is at least give you the direction. These kind of studies and the ecological studies that I showed in the, in the beginning, uh, comparing countries, gives you the direction. So if the direction is wrong, you can tell that uh, nothing is related. So that, that's good for us because if say no, you, you don't need to discuss the issue if, if it's common. To begin with, we are not eating, even the supermarket ones. <laughs> so that's the truth here. Uh, Adventist health study, consumption of beans two, thousand, two times a week or more, uh, have a 42% less uh, rate of colon cancer than consumption uh, less than one a week. Isn't that something? So we are, we are, we are going in the same direction here. Why risk of cancer with uh, of colon cancer with the consumption of meat, fowl, and fish several times per week? So, you don't consume that, and you consume that, you are setting up for trouble. And consumption of fruits and veggies 40, decreased the risk 40 percent. So, we didn't find anything on milk and and and, and cheese on that. Maybe on the uh, maybe we didn't have m many people to make a, a, a deal, but uh, we didn't find that milk protects also. So, yeah, at least that. Uh, polyps uh, are precursors of, uh, of colorectal cancer. So how polyps uh, were in the advanced study? Uh, consumption of brown rice three times a week decreased the, the risk of lower, of, uh, uh, decreased the risk of polyps for 40%. And consumption of legumes, again, three times a week, 30% less polyps. If you add those things, I hope we will have a synergism here. Because if we have for 70%, we might, we might not have anything if, we, if you eat brown rice every day with uh, legumes every day. Beans and rice in the right way. Dry fruits, three times per week, decrease the risk for 26%. And then consumption of uh, green vegetables once a day or more, 24% polyps. So polyps is a precursor. So you see that uh, it is related to a vegetarian diet uh, for sure. And fiber, yeah. Water. It, it mostly is, well, this is a big mess, okay? It's very hard to differentiate between these two. They, they tried to do that for a while. Now it looks like the trend is to consider fiber as a whole. I don't know, you have something to say about that? No? He, he, he finished nutrition there in Loma Linda. But, uh, no, no, health promotion. Eh? But you work in the nutrition. Eh? Yeah. 
But uh, that, that's the, the current thing. Uh, with fiber, with Dr. Burkitt, the fiber was unsoluble fiber. So those fiber that, uh, that are the skin of fruits and the, and the seeds, and those are the ones that were related. But nowadays, they, it's not just those. I mean, the soluble fiber, that oatmeal and the pectin that is inside of the fruits also is related. So it, it becomes a little comprehensive. Okay, colorectal cancer and water. Drinking at least five cups of water a day might, prevent, might be another preventive factor for colon cancer. Um, it was significant for women, um, but not, was dropped for, for both, but it was not significant for men. So I would say for at least for women, this is something that we uh, observe. What, why, why, what would be the mechanism for that? Transit time. Yeah. That's why Bertie was right. It was not a joke. He started out by being a joke about how many times you use it. It is spot on. Yeah. If you leave stuff that's decaying and, and, and rotting and you're into it for a long time and it can't come out and stuff, you have a higher chance of inflammation. You have, a, you have inflammation to where you have a higher chance of DNA damage. You have DNA damage. You have a higher chance of disease. And that. And that is the point that we make with uh, fruits and vegetables, even not organic. Yeah. You know, if they are not organic, they have the fiber. The fiber has two mechanisms here. One is that shh, go fast, will not have it, uh, enough time to absorb all, all of these pesticides. The, the, the second point is that it makes a layer, a, lo a layer, not layer, and then, and then protect the absorption of those, uh, uh, of those uh, pesticides. So we still have an advantage, even not be organic. Of course, organic is the best. Okay, don't take me wrong. Well, they, they, you know, most of the research is, is they try to isolate for those variables. And if the variable is related to something, they put as much or as many variables as possible to control for, for when they say some of these. But, um, well, it, it might be, but uh, I believe they control for, for fiber intake on this one to have this significance. Uh, maybe the problem is, is five cups. If they increase here, they might have a better result. If they put six cups that we, we consider traditionally as our level, six to eight, and then they might have a better effect of that. But uh, the problem is where to find people that are drinking six cups of water just in the advanced health study, but outside? But anyways, um, you mentioned something. Oh, uh, about the, 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 I was reading this, uh, this article in the Childhood Obesity Journal that uh, we have a problem with men because they feel that fruits and vegetables are women's food. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's not a macho man stuff. I mean, a man has to eat a beef. 
<laughs> you see, <laughs> we have to go and we have to understand this culture. Huh? I think Brazil is like that too. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of cultural history because it's the same thing in Jamaica. Jamaica have a, a like for example seafood. It's a big thing in Jamaica. They have to get your the, 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 um, steamed fish and water crackers. Yes. And you have to eat skunk from the Caribbean and, 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 and what's that other thing that they in the shell thing? Oysters. Yeah, oysters. And they say yes. When they eat that you know you can the thing is that uh, it was interesting because uh, most of this kind of food will, will create impotence uh, sooner. And then uh, Dr. Essel's thing uh, proved that uh, because impotence is, uh, is, problem, is a circulation problem. And then once you lose weight in a vegetarian diet, in a vegan plant-based diet, you improve the circulation wherever, okay? And then, <laughs> and then you have a better sexual performance. And he, he is showing that with his patients. So you see, if we can trans... Well, maybe we should not talk much about that. But if we can convince men that the, this is an effect that might be happening... Because this is the campaign that we are doing against smoking now. We are promoting uh, anti-smoking campaign because smoking causes impotence. Alcohol. Excessive drink is related to colon rectal cancer in men. Uh, 30 grams of alcohol per day is the threshold. And alcohol is, this is uh, one graphic that I mentioned, but this is the problem with alcohol uh, in the world and, and heart disease. So um, if you don't drink, you, they say that you have a high risk of heart disease. If you drink, you have a moderate, uh, you, you, if you moderate drink, you have a lower rate, and then if you uh, have a drink, you, you are a uh, uh, high rate. So this is not, these numbers are not, I put these numbers there. I'm just mentioning the curve that exists there. And that's why they say that it's better to drink. And, and I mean, we have to discuss this a little bit. We already talked about that. I don't buy that. But uh, most of the research, including my boss, uh, is my boss is the top researcher on this area of metabolic syndrome, and she still says, "Well, the research says this." And even with uh, with uh, the thing uh, related to the uh, the design that they have, because they put in this category, they put many people that are non-drinkers, uh, uh, but they are non-drinkers because they are sick. And that's why I increased the rates here. But still, this is something that you will face there. If you have a scientist in your church or, or a person that is very open, uh, they, will, they will go with this and they will win the debate with you because uh, this is, is being consistent and is being uh, ethanol and not resveratrol. We have a study in Brazil that uh, resveratrol has all the the decrease in, 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 in the factors that clock the blood. The resveratrol is good, but they are saying here that it's not just resveratrol. We have Patrick and, and your... Well, I have to say something. Uh, I think that's the argument that we have to use. That's the argument, because we cannot, uh, we cannot use, because... But the argument is that if you use uh, uh, orange juice, because I say, they said, well, everything in excess is bad for you. 
But orange juice, if you compare orange juice or oranges, you will uh, you would not have a problem if you eat a little more if you if you eat five oranges per day instead of using one orange per day. So, but alcohol is a drug, and that's the thing. Alcohol is not a food; is a is a substance that uh, that has drug properties. We we got your point. Now, the only thing here that is not right is the heart disease. Because heart disease, we have this mechanism. Now, my high blood pressure is related to high level of intake, not lower level. So, but, uh, but that's the problem with, with, with what we have there. Uh, I, am, I, I believe that's the argument that we have to use, that uh, we don't focus on just one, one thing. But uh, if you go to the European studies, they are still saying that uh, mortality is, is prolonged, is decreased mortality. You have longevity if you drink uh, alcohol. Well, this, this issue will never be solved, okay? They, they will, they is not going to be resolved because they don't have the 100% proof on that. You know why? Because it needs a, it needs a randomized controlled trial. A randomized controlled trial, you have to have two groups. One group that the randomized chosen, and then one group is going to drink alcohol, another group will not. And then you follow them for 10 years, and then. But it's kind of unethical to do, because if I am in a group and they ask me to drink alcohol, I will not drink, so I will mess up the, the research right there. So the proof would be from something like that. But. Uh, also, also, we have to consider cohorts like the advanced health study that they don't have any alcohol and compare these to the ones that uh, is, is the same thing when they get the idea that we have to eat fish oil. We have to eat fish oil and then they come to advanced health study and then we said, well, we eat nuts here and we eat these kind of things and we have a lower rate of heart disease than the studies that are saying that we need to eat fish oil. So we... For us, might not be uh, something that is good. For sure, we might not need that. And that's actually the main point of Well, the American doctors, I mean, for tradition, they are very conservative on that. Yeah. So you should not have an American doctor telling you to drink. I mean, most of them, they will... They will not say that alcohol is good for, for they, they are not to the point that advise alcohol. But if you drink, they will not tell you to not drink. They will tell you to use in moderation. But uh, it's better than the European doctors, I mean. Yeah, that, that, that's the point of discussion here. Yeah. So... Let me share with you what I do. When they ask me in a, in a uh, presentation outside, and they ask me, should I drink alcohol? Should I drink uh, wine? And I say, yes. But there are two conditions. And they say, what's that? First, the brain should be Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> the second is that you have, if you buy another brain, you have to boil it for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
All types of alcohol drinks uh, increase the risk of a number of cancers. Uh, there is convincing evidence that alcohol increases the risk of cancer of the mouth, pharynx, larynx, esophagus, breast, as well as colorectal cancer in men. So um, they probably increase the alcohol in women too. So you better not to do that. So this is uh, just, uh, maybe I will skip this one. Let's go to the second one. Uh, we'll give you a break now. That was good discussion, huh? Today was not that many fights here. <laughs> we are in the same place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it. <laughs> Hold your horses there. Yeah, I, I, I did. I had one hypertension clinic in, in my church uh, in the past. I'm not doing that now, but uh, it was a support group we developed. And, uh, yeah. Do you know anyone who is doing them? Who can go to different, who is now going to different churches and doing that? I would like to have something like that in my church. You said cholesterol, too. Cholesterol is separate. Well, I, I can do that. I did uh, cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, and obesity. Uh, and, and I, I might go to your church and, and teach you to do, or I might go to your church and do that for you to have an idea, and then you can. I have the program that we designed for that. I have, um, I think I have one lady that followed the thing, and the, and the, the blood pressure really dropped. Yeah. But uh, it's something, uh, it's sometimes you, you take blood pressure is a little more complicated. It might take a little longer to drop. It's not gonna drop, uh, and there is a lot of factors. We have to cover all the factors, and in some people is related to stress also. Mm -hmm. But um, we can do some. Where do you live? Maryland. Maryland. It's kind of far. Huh? I know far. <laughs> kind of far, but uh, we can do something on that. Yeah, in the, do you have my, my handouts? Yeah. Oh, in the handouts, sure. on the back page of the handouts, everything in me there. Okay, I think that's right. Yeah, in the back page, there is my phone number and my email there. Okay. Dr. Santos, I've been doing public health for 14 years now. Good. And I've been health minister's leader for the church. In Jamaica? In Cayman, Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands? Oh, so there is a lady that I've went... She just told me that she wants to take me to Cayman Islands, and so Gay, maybe, maybe, maybe she has a better person there. Gay Smith, Gay Smith. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing health ministries in my church for about 16 years. Uh huh. I want to really do the lifestyle medicine. Oh yeah. I really would love to do it. Yes. Uh huh. Can you help me to get in? I will help. You see, the but the problem is the. Um, what what, what uh, profession do you have? You are a nurse. Nursing, yeah. yeah so. I, can, I, can go into my, um, I can go into my master's in public health in the UK based on my years of experience. Yeah. Education, yeah. But Loma Linda is very, very rigid about, um, about it. Yeah, for, for the master's, it's a little complicated. You have to do the GRE, and that's What's the one. GRE? GRE is the graduation, graduate uh, regional uh, um, exam. Exams. Something that like about? that. What's uh, that it's an English test, basically. Oh, no. That's not a problem. Yeah. I won't have a problem with that. Yeah. Well, it's English. They have if some I math. They that, have some. If I pass that, then I can get into the program. Yeah, you can go to the master. Uh -huh. For my program, master. you don't need that. 
For my program, you are in already. Our, our program, the lifestyle one, is yes. just a matter of, uh, of, of the price. That, that's something that we have to, to discuss. But other than that, you are in already. But I want to do the MPH. Yeah, the MPH, the MPH in lifestyle medicine is a little more complicated. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, because you are a nurse, you are, you, you're okay. But the MPH, you need, to, you need to do the GRE, I think is the main... Uh, the main, main requirement. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I can do that. That's yeah. no problem. Yeah. Yes, if I do it, I got so much help. Do I you? Lots of help. He'll help me with everything. Do you? Did you fill out that form there? No, I haven't. No. Now fill out this, please. Okay. Okay. And then uh, the recruiter will talk to you, and okay. then we'll explain a little more okay. on the requirements. Okay. That that would be something. Yeah. And then I would have to come down to um, Loma Linda no. every summer. No. Oh. The problem is. No, the problem is that uh, the lifestyle medicine is not online. No, but I, oh, I would have to stay at Loma Linda. For how long? I, I believe is one-third of it that is online now. Mm -hmm. They have a plan, but this is going to take two years still, maybe one year, to make it uh, almost online, two-thirds online, and then you have to do like two summers in Loma Linda. But we don't have that yet. Yeah, we don't have that's that. Do. I thought you were talking about the lifestyle certificate. That's an easy one. I can one. do that in the meantime, couldn't I? Yeah, you can, you can do if you want. That one will give you... But that's online. Yeah, online. It's online. And from that, you can get uh, one-third of that valid for master, not, there you go. not the, 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 the whole thing. Half, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We are still... Playing around and, and discussing this with uh, with the boss, there we we don't have a price yet. It's a new program. Mm -hmm. Was offered on campus in the past, but uh, it's non degree, non degree. Yeah. So this is for people that. Uh, if, if it's a health professional that wants to have more on the, on the lifestyle, yes. Yes. that's good. Yes. If, if it's a non-health professional that is doing things in the community, in the church, or in their job, but uh, would like to have more background in health, that, that's the one to go. Clayton, yeah. Uh-huh. They got out? Oh. Yeah, the government here is, is pushing against those things because there is a lot of problem with, uh, with giving diploma for people and not, uh, not following up properly with documentation. And so many of these guys even didn't go to class and, and they got to do Yeah. So many of University of Phoenix, uh, Walden College and Clayton College, they were... University of Phoenix, they have 700,000 students. Wow. That's big. It's, wow. The it's the biggest one. But they are scrutinizing now, scrutinizing, whatever. Scrutinizing. scrutinizing. Mm -hmm. 700,000 students. That's mega, that's mega, mega bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh I know the MPH is $25,000 alone. It's more than that. It's more than twenty-five. 
the Lord will provide. Yeah, he's 35 or more. Okay. He's uh, Loma Linda, the School of Public Health. Uh, the, the, the price in Loma Linda for the School of Public Health is $700 per unit. Yeah. So then you make the, the account now. What we are discussing, because if I do that, it's going to be about uh, 20000 for the lifestyle certificate. Really? That is a lot. 20? Yeah, 20. Wow. But then uh, that's what we... Huh? Yeah. yeah. Pay that amount of money and not have a degree at the end. That's why, that's why we are trying to... But uh, I have a doctor from Brazil that came there and did. And, and left Brazil because she has a doctor in, 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 uh, in gynecology, has a master in... in and, and not in, in lifestyle, and she wants to have that. She came to Omanda just for that, and she stayed there. And she stayed there for one year with a family and pay for this and pay for lifestyle the family, for the lifestyle certificate. That's what I need to do. Yeah. But now we are offering online. Uh-huh. Okay. Um preço especial? Não, matéria de casa só em inglês. Tem que ser em inglês, né? Por enquanto é só em inglês. Só em inglês. Eu te falei, né? Que eu tenho que botar os caras para aprender inglês lá. Quanto? O preço? O preço, por enquanto, é 20 mil, mas nós estamos brigando para ver se nós conseguimos um preço especial para. 20 mil dólares. Isso aqui. É. Porque eu, eles botaram o preço, é 27 unidades multiplicado por 700. E não é uma acreditação de mestrado? É, é um terço do mestrado. Você pode tirar só nove classes, nove unidades dessas 27 para o mestrado. Não, mas aí, aí no preço eu não posso te dizer ainda, porque nós estamos, eu vou ter uma reunião com a chefe agora, para nós ver, se nós queremos abrir isso para o campo missionário, para ajudar a igreja, para ajudar o Sul América, nós temos que... Não vai ter. Vai... Faz um programa online que é inacessível, financeiramente. É. É acessível por computador, mas não financeiramente. Quanto que você acha que seria um bom preço para eles? 10 mil? É muito ainda. 5 mil dólares. 5 mil dólares, eu acho que já é um negócio assim. 5 mil dólares não vai, não vai chegar nesse momento. Isso daria 800 reais por mês. É o preço de uma faculdade. Já é um preço assim que eu te diria escapando. O cara que tem bastante interesse ainda vai fazer. Já assim, né? 20 mil reais no Brasil, 20 mil dólares no Brasil. É 40 mil reais, né? Quase isso. É uma graduação de enfermagem, de odontologia. É. é, é bom saber desses números para mim argumentar com ele lá. Com eles lá. Não, mesmo para americano, não. Americano, com 25 mil, você faz um master aqui. Não em Loma Linda, né? Loma Linda vai ser 35 ou 40. Mas essa não é barato. Você tem esse 25 lá porque é subsidiado, mas porque senão não ia ser esse nome. Tem e não tem. Eu tenho que voltar na minha classe, né? a gente conversa. Ok, guys, let's go back.
pancreas cancer. Pancreas cancer is becoming uh, common in this uh, in this country. So it's something that uh, very very challenging uh, because it's a difficult cancer, very serious. Well, it's it's like the other cancers because. The difficulty in this cancer is that it does not give you any symptom. When the symptoms show up, it's already late. But other cancers are like that too, not because they are, they are advanced, they are, uh, I would say, they are more dangerous, but because they are advanced. And, 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 and that's the situation. So uh, I, my secretary was depressed in Hong Kong, and then I asked her, what happened, and so she said her mom was diagnosed, diagnosed by cancer. I asked, what type of cancer? And she said, um, pancreas cancer. And then she asked, can we do some diet and another treatment for that? And I have this experience for, I would say, three or four patients with the same. So when they ask me there is some treatment, I say, well, we could do, but uh, it's kind of too late. And then uh, she, lo- she survived for two months and died. And I have one, uh, one lady in Brazil, the same thing. And I have one lady in the United States, the same thing. Because when the cancer is found, it is already <laughs> spread outside of the, the pancreas. She died in one month. So this is the pancreas. And so the pancreas is, uh, is an organ that uh, is... Uh, hidden behind the stomach. That's why it's hard to, to do anything on that, and, uh, and it's, it's not easy to find uh, and to give you symptoms. Pancreas is divided in two parts for those that are not doctors here. The first is the endocrine part that produces insulin, and, uh, and then uh, we have the type 1 diabetes that is caused uh, because of uh, uh, not not producing, the, the pancreas is not producing insulin. And then and that's what we discuss one day, and people say that this is because of milk intake. But uh, rather than milk intake, I would say that this is uh, because of lack of breastfeeding. In our circles, everything that we got that is milk-related, we, <laughs> it's milk is causing. But the research is not saying that, that is milk. The research is saying that is lack of breastfeeding. Something that happened in, our, in, our, in, in the kid when they, they are not breastfeeding is causing that. The theory is that when the kid is not breastfeeding, he might eat some solid food. And solid food might have some proteins that uh, they eat, they ingest this protein uh, whole proteins that they should not eat. They should eat amino acids. But this protein came from foods, from, from milk could be, and from other types of protein foods that they enter in the circulation. And they develop an a, a allergic reaction against that protein that not only is reactive to that protein, but attacks the, the, the pancreas and then kill the pancreas cells on that process. So that's the mechanism. If it is milk, it might be milk. I don't know. But uh, it's not very clear now. What is the prevention of this diabetes type 1? Is breastfeeding. To have these kids to eat the proper food 
when the stomach and the intestine is not developed yet. So instead of feeding all the proteins, at least six months of breastfeeding is the better prevention. Uh, the type 2 diabetes is a metabolic syndrome. It's not a disease of the pancreas itself. We have a problem with that because why we use insulin for that? I don't know. I think that the drug companies are, even my boss, uh, we have a discussion with that because why we use uh, sulfonylureas, why we use metformin for diabetes type 2 if the problem is not a production, or a production of insulin. So it's something that bothers me. But that one time... Insulin. Yeah, that's what they said. To goes down, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that's the thing. When, when I argue with them, they, they come out with this, that uh, many drugs nowadays, they are acting the receptor. And, uh, but uh, they still, uh, still have an overproduction of insulin in the pancreas. And then, uh, um, but the problem here is that uh, we have a lot of insulin. Um, diabetes too, they have a lot of insulin in the beginning because the problem is in the cell, not in the pancreas. Uh, so the cell is blocked to the effect of insulin. And, and that's a, the, 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 the challenge that uh, I believe this is a disease that should not be treated with drugs. But um, I was in a diabetes uh, um, in Hong Kong. There was a diabetes conference. And I was there, and they mentioned that metformin also helps to drop some cholesterol. And, and it was helping people to drop weight. You know what the physician said? In a conference, medical conference, they said, well, if this drug is so good, let's add this drug to the water in the city. <laughs> you see, we got to this crazy idea, but um, who knows, huh? But instead of going to the cause, we go to the, to the kind of mechanism that will, uh, this drug is also uh, like uh, other drugs. It will not um, be a safe drug, uh, totally safe. It might have side effects. But we are going to talk now about the exocrine, I mean, the part of the, the pancreas that produce these uh, proteins here, amylase or protease and lipase that uh, uh, help on the digestion of uh, carbohydrates and proteins and, uh, and lipids. So that part is the part that we de develop the, prostate, uh, the pancreas cancer. It's rare in Africa and Asia, and th this is the most part of this is adenocarcinoma. Um, I, I already mentioned that. More common in men is fatal when diagnosed. 4% of survival in five years. That's what I'm saying is, is one of the worst cancers uh, here. It is related to tobacco. If a person has diabetes or metabolic syndrome, it's, uh, it's uh, one high risk. What's metabolic syndrome? Well, you don't want to mention it. Um, yeah. 
um, yeah, we have to have three or more of these. Weight circumference on the same values that I mentioned before. Triglycerides, triglycerides over 150, or if you are in Europe, 1.7 millimoles per liter. Blood pressure, 130 over 85, even though now we have 120 over 80 as a limit. Blood glucose uh, higher than 110, but we are talking about uh, 100 in, uh, in low HDL for male less than 40 and for female less than 50. And I, and I kept, I mean, respecting your, if you are from a British orange, you might use this. In fact, America is the only one that is using is still this, uh, this uh, milligrams per deciliter. Uh, most of, uh, well, Brazil, they use this also. Yeah, they use this. So uh, I, th I don't. I think doctors don't agree in their in their world, but they should get together and say, hey, let's use the one one single value here. But anyways, but this is we have to have three of those to be considered uh, metabolic syndrome. If you have metabolic syndrome, you have a higher risk of cancer, a higher risk of stroke and heart disease, and the, and, and a higher risk of diabetes. It does not mean that you have diabetes. I want to talk about that. So if you have a mother, a father, a sister, a brother that have had uh, pancreas cancer, so you have a, a higher risk of this disease. And, and this is what you have to do um, in your life. You should do a family uh, tree. But your family tree would not be who is there, but what disease they have. We should know very well if our mother have these, our father have something like that, and then at least our grandparents, what they have, the disease, and why is that? Yeah, I like more the predisposition than genetic, but uh, uh, even, the, this, even if it is not genetic, it looks like we go in a, in a same mode our bodies are more uh, vulnerable in some areas. And then if we, if we think about asthma or other diseases, they are not considered genetic, but it looks like we inherit that trend. And so we should know more about that, what is the trend in my family to protect ourselves. And, and then we would do, we should do, and we should encourage people in our community to do that, to see what they are. It's a simple thing, but to see where they stand. In, in terms of health, and yeah, and 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 that's and that's the thing. We can tell them that uh, many of these things uh, are habit related that their parents were doing the same thing. Like I inherited diabetes. Uh, I don't have diabetes maybe yet, but I have a strong gene for that because my grandfather had it and my father had it. Most of my Uncles have it. But there was a difference between my father and my grandfather. I, I usually I bring this to the discussion, but not, it was, I didn't touch this issue. But my grandfather died with 86 years old. He used to live in a farm. He was eating a, a good food, never drink, never smoke, was exercising all day long, and uh, never knew that he had diabetes. When he died with 86 years old, they, they, he was in the hospital, they checked his blood, hey, you have diabetes. But he was dead. <laughs> My father died with 65 years old, 20 years difference. Was 
So he left the church, started smoking, started drinking, eat pork meat, was obese, was not doing exercise. He completely messed up his life. He got the worst diabetes that you can imagine. He died with an amputation in one leg, 65 years old. Is it genetic? I believe it is. I was discussing with my brother because some guy said, you guys are going to have diabetes, no matter what. But there is one difference. You can, I can have the diabetes when I get close to my grandfather's age <laughs> or, when I win, or when I have my father's age. So depends on my lifestyle. This expression might be pro, postponed or not. So that, that's where I am standing at. Okay, so these symptoms I will not cover because uh, symptoms for this cancer, and they don't help. Diagnosis also is not important. So um, insulin, uh, the mechanism of insulin and the production of cancer is the same that, uh, similar to what uh, uh, Patrick mentioned, that when cancer cells, they are eager to have uh, sugar. And insulin is the, is the hormone that will give more sugar to them. Uh, insulin is a cancer promoter. Active, um, activated progression and aggressiveness. So it's not a mut mutation part. It's not something that will mess up with the DNA, but will uh, activate the, the, the growing of the cells. We already passed this one. Advanced health study for the risk of metabolic syndrome. For 55 years, females and males. So this is the new Adventist study. Adventist study 2 that is currently uh, uh, being uh, uh, conducted. They mentioned that uh, for a female and male with 55 years age and with uh, 55 years old, with a similar high, they have 30 pounds lower if they are vegetarian or even lacto-ovo-vegetarian. And then, uh, and then they have uh, have a prevalence of diabetes if they are vegetarian uh, or overlacto vegetarian. So, if they have less diabetes, they have more uh, less problem with insulin, because uh, the thing is like that: you have a problem in the receptor of the cell. Insulin does not. Uh, insulin combined with sugar cannot enter in the cell. So the pancreas starts producing more insulin and to, to try to put at least some sugar inside of the cell. And then we have what they call insulin resistance. You have excess of insulin. So if you check a person with diabetes type 2, you, you might have a high level of insulin. So you can imagine the cancer cells are there, and they might not have a problem with, uh, with a receptor in the cancer cell. They have a receptor problem in the muscle. They have a receptor problem in the liver. But the cancer cells say, hey, insulin, come here. And then you have this, this high risk. Um, overweight is related to this cancer, abdominal fat. Um, also, we have this that you don't like, but uh, I will just mention that this is what the research is saying. Uh, tall people might have a, a higher risk, and red meat and alcohol uh, are factors. They are not that strong, but they are factors related to this. This is the original, the original uh, 
joke was not about colon cancer, it was pancreatic cancer. <laughs> Protection. Fruits, regular exercise, dried fruits in the advanced health study, dates, raisin legumes, we are going to go back to that. Foods uh, rich in folic acid. So here we have, we have in the advanced study one, 40 cases of pancreas cancer. Uh, frequent consumption of legumes and legumes and legumes. But even veggie meats, dates and raisins and other dry fruits is one-fifth of the rate of cancer pancreas compared to those that don't eat those. So this is good news for us. It's a very uh, complicated cancer, not as common, but it's becoming more and more and more common. But we didn't have many of those, so there is a protection. I think the other protection is because we don't drink, and the other protection is that we don't smoke. That are two other factors. Legumes twice a week, one-third of the rate of pancreas cancer than those that eat a little bit of, uh, of, of, of legumes um, in, in their diet. Just twice a week you have that, uh, that rate. So isn't that something? Let's eat more, more, more frijoles, huh? You want to say something? Uh, about uh, the height and related to cancer, you know, I just, I'm thinking right there, I'm not uh, very skeptical about it. I, I think it's not related to genetically height tall, you know, if your parents tall, you know, it's just food. Because uh, if you are together, what is that, uh, you know, you went especially before you grow up, and then if you should, you should uh, do excess food, especially now about the hormones in the, in the meat, dairy, dairy. That hormone is stimulate, you know, growth. growth. And then you mentioned about the insulin type uh, growth factor one. You know, most of the people who are tall is the growth hormone. And the growth hormone actually is the one in our body. When it goes to the liver, the fatty cell is turned to the uh, growth Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. And also growth hormone. This is another question. One guy asked me, well, do you agree to give growth hormone, to take growth hormone because they are, uh, men are taking growth hormone now to, to improve performance and to have more muscle and uh, old men uh, are being helped with growth hormone. Be careful. I mean, uh, hormones might be related to, they are promoters. So they might not be mutagenic, but they are promoters. Anybody else? So I studied with the Bright School, um, pancreatic cancer and the use of animal fat um, during teenage years. They did a study and they, and they, and they followed a group of uh, uh, people from their teenage years until they developed cancer. They noted that, I don't remember the statistics, but I think most of them, the higher uh, percentage developed um, um, pancreatic cancer when they used Yeah, it might be in the same line that Patrick mentioned. Yeah. And then one thing interesting here, where's veratrol and pancreas cancer. So this the doctor here uh, give uh, resveratrol before radiation treatment. 
And then he found that the cancer cells were doubly assaulted. I mean, he improved the effect of, uh, of, uh, of the radiation. So there is higher apoptose rate for cancer cells. And then, um, well, this is where resveratrol is found. But uh, this is something interesting. Again, I think I mentioned this before, that uh, there is no problem to use uh, our natural things and diet uh, with uh, chemotherapy and, radio and radiotherapy because they might even uh, have a higher attack on these cancer cells. So this is the source of resveratrol, and so it has in peanuts also. Huh? Yeah, that's a, you have a good question. I have to check on that. If it's in the skin of the uh, peanuts or, or the whole peanuts, um, I don't know. You better eat the skin for a while until I get the response. <laughs> 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 you are complete. Uh, this is wood lolling. I'm not vegetarian because I love the animals. I'm vegetarian because I hate the vegetables. <laughs> Uh, folic acid foods, uh, those are the ones that uh, protect against, uh, uh, against uh, pancreas cancer. What are the higher level of folic acid cancer uh, foods? The higher source is still legumes, beans. Uh, folic acid is important for uh, ladies that... Uh, um, have are pregnant, so the doctors prescribe. I mean, you, you might have folic acid. So if they eat a lot of beans, they don't need that. They don't need it. But uh, the problem is that uh, it is mostly related to a poor, uh, or a poor uh, pregnancy or people that don't do prenatals or pe people that don't have uh, enough teenager, teenager kids, uh, uh, teenager pregnancy that they don't have the support, they don't have the money, they don't have a good diet, they don't have a good lifestyle, they mostly are in drugs and alcohol, and it's, it's a mess. I have one of these girls one time that was, came to stop smoking, 15 years old, pregnant, obese, and then when I stopped smoking, and I cannot stop. I mean, it's, it's complicated. I mean, if we, if we see what is there in the, in the normal life in some places, it's, it's not easy to... To help them. Well, this is uh, the Daniel diet. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. At the end of the 10 days, they look at healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate at the royal food. This is what I use when, I, when I'm going to talk about the, the um, detox diet tomorrow. And then we have a detox diet. It's based on these principles that uh, we can survive on two weeks or 10 days with vegetables. Nobody's going to die. It's biblical. And, uh, but my, my uh, aunt challenged me several times. She, she asked me, do you think you are going to be more intelligent just because of this food? <laughs> just staying foods, you are going to be a bright person? Yes, maybe. But not in 10 days, excuse me. <laughs> it's too, too slow. More patient with people that disagree with you. 
But you might have something. I have a hard time one time. There is a lady that came to my place in Loma Linda because she knew that I was a teacher in the university and I was a leader in the church about health. My church has six to 7,000 members. And then she wants to promote the Daniel diet. And then I told her, what do you mean? I mean, now I, I come here and she has the books and it's becoming common. She is Baptist or whatever uh, religion, and then she wants to promote that because she, she said that this is the thing. So I started uh, asking her, well, let's talk about that. Well, what is the Daniel diet? Well, it's a period of time, 10 days, with just uh, uh, vegetables and fruit. And then what happened after that? Well, then you continue your diet. And then are you vegetarian? No. And then what are you going to promote after that? No, it's a normal diet. And it's... And then, uh, then I asked her, well, it, let, 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 just talk a little bit. You come to Loma Linda, on, where most of people are vegetarian, and then you are going to tell them that to, to stay 10 days vegetarian, and then you go back to meat, it's not going to work here. Then we discuss and discuss, and she wants to push and push and push, and then I say, well, you know what, we have enough here in terms of diet. You should go to communities and populations that they don't have an, a, 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 a tradition on that. So you are, you are trying to, what they call, preaching to the choir or something like that, yeah? preaching to the choir. So yeah, I think you are in the different uh, target population here. But uh, anyways, uh, you, you have all of these things, and it's interesting that the Alleluia diet and the Daniel diet, they are producing results that we simply are ignoring. I, I, I got the Alleluia diet. They have three cases of people with multiple sclerosis on that. And then they have more cases. And they have this guy that stay on the, on the this is a vegan, completely vegan diet. He stay on that for three months. And he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And then after three months, no benefit at all. And he was saying, I'm going to give up. So he said, from tomorrow on, I will not follow this diet. And then tomorrow, he felt his finger. He said, huh, I haven't felt this finger in three years. And he said, well, this stuff is, is weird. <laughs> he started feeling the finger. And then he said, well, I, mu I must continue on that. And then he jumped on that. And, and he was able to run, to do, to do sports, to, to, to move after this period. So... I have seen also a report on people with, with uh, multiple sclerosis that improved the, the symptoms just going to the gym. So is, it might be related to exercise too, not just diet. But if we combine those two. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, if they, come, if they come to the church, huh? They come to the, our diet, they come to our gym, and they come to our church. It's complete. <laughs> okay, uh, you see that pancreas cancer is, uh, is the third uh, or fourth in men and, and, and fourth in women, but in general would be the third one. Uh, liver. Um, so I'm, what am I talking about here? We are liver now. Liver is the one, two, three, four, five in men. 
not uh, as much in women. It's going to be low, uh, low level here. Why is that difference? Alcohol. Yeah. We, we, we drink or you drink more than, than should. Is <laughs> uh, the sixth more common uh, cause of cancer in the world. Half of the cases are in China. They have a lot of uh, HBV and HCV positive, and 9% of cancer deaths in the world and 6% in the United States. Again, it's a disease that uh, uh, is imported to the United States. It's not uh, made in America. This is made in China. Uh, why? Have you? You know, I have, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I have knowledge of two or three cases of people, Western people, that went to Hong Kong. Went to Hong Kong. Then they decided to visit China. They went to, to visit China. They drank they drank a bottle of, uh, of uh, uh, liquor there, and they got so sick, they, came, they went back to Hong Kong and they died. Three, we don't know, sick with this alcohol that they produce there. So it looks like they might have something that is very toxic on that, that will increase the potency or whatever. But these three cases where they came to Adventist hospital, we never knew what happened, but was, it can be alcohol poisoning, okay? It can be alcohol, hepatitis, it can kill a person. Yesterday I was in the gym, whatever you call that, and I did my exercise. When I left, it was late night, because I am still with the California uh, uh, jet lag. Then when I come back to my, uh, to my uh, apartment, uh, there are two guys, fat guys, and, and they were like, the, ooh. And then they could not press the bottom of the elevator. So I pressed the bottom for them, and then I put the card, and this, they could not put the card on that thing. And I put the card, and they look, ah, oh, you must have drank much less than us. Huh? <laughs> they are funny. <laughs> but I was thinking, Oh my goodness, uh, how can we get to this point? It looks like uh, everybody that retires in this country, men, they become a little, I would say not alcoholics. In my definition, they are alcoholics. But in their definition, they are just uh, happy drinkers. But if you see, I mean, a person, when the person is like that, these guys are not considered themselves alcoholics. They are functional alcoholics. But they are. They are. We, we can see I mean, a person to get drunk, just the fact that you got drunk, you have a problem with this. By the way, I forgot to tell you, there is a new research that done in the United States, a survey that mentioned 40% of males in the United States that consider themselves moderate, they are not moderate. They are drinking three or four more. They, are, they talk, they, they classify them moderate, so they check it out. <laughs> so moderation is not that moderation, at least in this country. Well, I'm talking about because alcohol is related to this kind of cancer. It is higher among African Americans and Hispanics, and the survival rate in five years is 5%. So a little better than the pancreas, that is four, but <laughs> not that good. Huh? Uh, it's more common in men. Uh, it follows cirrhosis or, or viral or chemical. Uh, is a hepatocellular uh, type of carcinoma. Um, don't uh, mess up with this. Many organs, like the breast or even the prostate or, 
they can send metastasis to the liver, but uh, we are talking about liver cancer originary from the liver. Well, this is diagnosed. I will not go on that. Uh, symptoms also doesn't impact. So let, let's go for the cause. I like this. Huh? You don't like this, but I like this. Uh, the, the picture of the virus is beautiful. HBV, I believe this is HBV. Alcohol, then we have the aspergillus or aflatoxin. We have to talk a little bit about that. Fat, cirrhosis, and parasites. Uh, parasites mostly in China or other uh, places that are underdeveloped and then they don't have control of the water there. We will get there. So HBV or HCV, this is HBV, uh, is related to, to sexual transmission also. Not only that, but it needs to be a contact with the blood or needs to have a bleeding. I think we should close that door a little bit. Can, can one help us on that? Uh, if, if, the, if the person is contaminated with this virus once the, it, it is a, uh, in an early age, it is worse. And then in hospitals, they, they do uh, immunization and then uh, the decrease of the prevalence uh, for liver cancer in people immunized is less, 6% less. Um, for HCV, there is no vaccine uh, now, but it's also transmitted by the blood. Um, it was a big challenge there in Hong Kong because I didn't want to get vaccinated there, and they, 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 they thought that I should. I mean, but uh, my risk there was just if I have an accident with a, uh, or, or a contact with other person that will, will transmit the virus because I was not working in the hospital. So I, I was a low risk of that. But, but I, I didn't get. No, but, 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 but the, the, yeah, yeah well, I was not telling you that I am afraid of, uh, I just thought I don't need that. So that, that's what. But um, yeah, I'm not concerned. I, I, most of vaccinations, they don't have a, a trouble. I was listening to, I was listening to the radio and to, today, and the lady was saying, I am against vaccination of children. And she was uh, for religious purposes. Yeah. You want to see that? Yeah, well, some Adventists are uh, saying that. But the thing is that he reminds me a pastor in South America. He was against. And then uh, he had two kids with polio. And the kids are still alive today, and, and they are lame. They are damaged. They are handicapped because of that. So. It is enough for me that say, hey, my kids were vaccinated. I don't care. I mean, uh, if it's something that is going to harm my kids, my goodness. So, yeah. But this is uh, something like that. Well, okay. Liver and alcohol, 17% uh, for each 10 grams of ethanol per day. That is going to be two doses per day. Uh, they don't put there why is uh, uh, less alcohol, but alcohol and liver, alcohol and breast cancer. Both are dose-related. So you have a small dose, you have a risk. You have no dose, you don't have a risk. So that's it. And then um, the, the problem here is the acetaldehyde that is carcinogenic. So 
alcohol decreases also the ability to fix uh, DNA. It looks like the cell gets drunk. <laughs> it produces liver inflammation and, and increase the... Even uh, alcohol with the virus in terms of ACV will increase the virus circulation. It looks like the liver has a hard time with this virus when you drink alcohol. Or because, you know, we talk about the immune system. So if alcohol there, the liver is going to be occupied to try to neutralize alcohol, and the virus go to the back door and take advantage of that. So this is a test for you. If you see two ladies here, you are a little embriag. You are a bit drunk. You, you drink a little too much. <laughs> But uh, uh, ten, 10 grams of alcohol is, uh, is, is, this is one dose. So, in fact, in fact this is one dose. I, I, I talked to you wrong one here. Shot, one shot. One shot, yeah. One, 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 uh, because it's one shot of liquor, one, sh one uh, can of beer, and one uh, half a cup of wine. And, uh, and this wine cooler is 10 to 12 grams. I think I showed this slide for another cancer in the past. That was translated. There was a nobler vision. <laughs> uh, it's, it's cool, huh? You, you blink your eyes and you still see too. Double vision is, uh, is one of consequence of alcohol uh, drinking. This is the best wine. <laughs> so I have a story for you. John, uh, John Wong. Well, this is not a real picture. Okay, don't if you know this guy, I mean, it's not. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, HBV, and then uh, he told me that story in Hong Kong. He said that uh, the doctor told him, well, you have this virus, don't drink alcohol, don't eat fat, eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, do your exercise, control your stress. And he, he followed the doctors, uh, and, and he never had a problem. After 15 years, he, che he continued checking he was still positive, but he didn't have any complication and then has uh, perfect normal liver tests. So it's something for us. Uh, we will study a little more on that. So this is something that you should know, even though it's very uncommon here. But it's common in China or in other countries. In Brazil, we might have that. The Aspergillus niger is a fungus that uh, grow in cereals, legumes, peanuts, nuts, when they are molded. And so they can produce aflatoxins. Aflatoxins are the ones that are carcinogenic. And then uh, this is caused because these nuts or these legumes are not stored properly and then they, they become uh, uh, molded. It's a problem in some parts of the country or in some countries, like uh, I went to Thailand, and then I was eating with these guys, and they served some fruits for us. Um, I, I forgot the name of that fruit, but this was very delicious fruit. But uh, it has some seeds on that, and one of them was molded. And I said, I put aside. And the guy said, you are not going to eat that? The Thai guy said, no. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> delicious. And he ate all the, 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 the molded thing. So in the tradition in some of this country, they eat those things. Well, they eat scorpions and cockroaches and all that other stuff. You don't even mention that. But they eat this molded thing and say, Eesh. I was thinking, well, but uh, 
uh, the, the point here is that we should not eat uh, peanuts or, or nuts that are past the expiration date or, or peanut butter that is smelled bad or, or rancid oils or the, those things are bad and it might have aflatoxin. So would not kill you if you eat once in a while, if by accident you, you eat. In a, the problem here is uh, constant con consuming this uh, uh, every day. Okay? So that's beautiful again. Aspergillus fungus. Look at this. It looks like a flower. My goodness. Um, obesity. Increase the, hormo the hormones insulin, insulin-like growth factors, estrogen. Um, increase carcinogens and uh, decrease apoptosis uh, when, when you have uh, uh, excess of insulin, uh, excess of weight. And these... I believe the, 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 the thing here, oh, we go here. The thing here is related to also fat liver cells that are creating when you gain weight. Remember this guy that went to McDonald's, spent one, one month there, and uh, the first symptom that he had was fat, fat liver. Another symptom that he had was uh, broken, breaking up with his uh, fiancée. Why? Why? And so this is that. This McDonald's thing is not just affecting our body, but is affecting our mind. So the guy become grumpy, become whatever, and then uh, the, the lady could not handle this guy anymore. And then, so when he was done with the diet, uh, she didn't want him anymore. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know whatever happened there. But uh, uh, this is one effect that we... Uh, there is some trend that are saying that um, food, junk food is addictive. Have you heard about that? Yes. That is a, is a process of addiction that you, devolve, that you develop there. Yes. And um, I, I have one friend in Loma Linda that always tells the story about the rats that they put in a, in a study. And then they get the rats used to cocaine. And then they get uh, the, the rats used to uh, sugar. Then they, they did a period of abstinence of both and then put the rats in a cage, put a lever with cocaine and a lever for sugar. Most of the rats will go to the sugar. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's something for us to think. But um, uh, those are the parasites, fasciole, hepatica. They are the family of the amoebas. And then uh, I don't even know uh, how to pronounce that. But uh, sinensis mean from China. So they are coming from Asia in, that, and in those areas. Mostly, um, I would say, West Asia. West? East, West, yeah, West China. Other toxins to the liver. Vinyl chloride, thorium dioxide, and anabolic steroids. Steroids. Arsenic and tobacco. So... These big guys that are using these things to have muscles, uh, they might building up tumors also. So, By the way, when you see those equipment on TV and these guys doing that and have a huge muscle here, this is not produced by those uh, equipments. Okay? Don't, don't get uh, uh, deceived by that. It's produced by some injections of something that we call anabolic steroids. Just for your knowledge, maybe you know already. Other things that are associated with iron. 
iron, uh, in this disease, hemochromatosis, um, it produces a higher level of, uh, of iron in the body, and then uh, they, they develop chronic liver inflammation, and they develop uh, uh, a higher risk of, of uh, liver cancer. So this is, I, I would say, this is the only one directly related to iron that we know for sure. So your mechanism might, might be affected this, I mean, much bigger. Um, Autoimmune disease of the liver also are related. Uh, and then you know this guy? This is the China study guy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I took a picture with him, but I saw my, my hair is messed up, so I put a... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, I was in Hong Kong, when, and then I, I came to Loma Linda. He was talking, and I said, Dr. Uh, Campbell, I need to, to have a picture with you because uh, I will show this picture everywhere. And so in the China, so we go to, the, to this to his theory about the casein thing. So he, is, uh, he, is, uh, he was studying the effect of aflatoxin in, 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 uh, in China, working with rats and, and comparing to what he found in the population. And then uh, he said that uh, uh, both the aflatoxin and HBV uh, is related more or they will develop cancer uh, if they have casein uh, than if they don't. So, in fact, this aflatoxin and the HBV would be the mutagenic part of the cancer, and this would be the promotion. Here, what I'm taking. Alteration of DNA for, for, uh, for these chemicals, and then a promotion 10, 10 years, and then animal proteins are promoters, help the cells to grow. So this is, uh, this is uh, his uh, take on that. And, and then he did, uh, uh, they did a, a research with rats that he, he, they will produce the cancer, and then they will put with casein and without casein, and in all cases, the cancer will stop it if there is no casein, and will, uh, it will continue if there is uh, uh, casein. Uh, the only problem here is that we don't have replication of these studies, and we don't have... Uh, even epidemiology is not following that. So we still have a little bit, uh, even though the Chinese study is enormous, uh, Dr. Campbell still uh, is alone on that. I think he is the right track, but needs, and I was talking to a gentleman this week, and then he said, why don't you do that? <laughs> well, who am I to do that? But uh, we, might, we might check if in Loma Linda we have anybody that is interested to do because those casein studies, we could study casein for other types of cancer, not just for, for uh, liver cancer and aflatoxin. I've read uh, basically all of the books, and um, I've seen data against you know, people that have the what? You are against the, the, the dairy and meat industry in this country, man. You are looking for trouble. Yes, yes, yeah? yes. You me. are? Yes. I mean, yeah. they, they have tons of stuff. Yeah, but uh, you see, you use this in a context. Unfortunately, people are taking this study as a Bible and, and then say, well, have you read that? I mean, that's good. But uh, we don't need that. We use that as an illustration. And I use that. I don't have any problem. And even this part that is, is, is a trouble, 
we, we still can use that and say, well, that's uh, one researcher, they found this. But don't become, don't make this uh, as an idol or, or, or a follower because uh, they might not have the full truth there, but uh, it's, uh, it's one thing that has helped. He has some uh, epidemiology fallacies also. So some of the data there were not collected properly, and so there is some critics on that area too. But anyways, yeah, it's, a, it's like uh, Ellen White. It's like Ellen White. So Ellen White mentioned a lot of things. People are still fighting because she mentioned something that it didn't happen. Well, like she mentioned about the germs of cancer. People are fighting over that. What kind of germs? We don't see that many germs in cancers. And yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe we will still up to see something on that that we don't need. I remember there was uh, one, one researcher that was proving in many cancers that there was a bacillus that was being found there. In, in, in um, electronic microscopic analysis, they could find that. But uh, this was an independence, uh, uh, and nobody is believing that. People don't believe on those things. People don't believe that uh, ulcers were, were caused by a Helicobacter pylori. For many years, this guy was a quacker. What? A bacteria in, in ulcers? Come on. And now it is. It's related to lifestyle, too, but not just that. Um, but uh, we have those. We, we, people will, will make comments on that uh, no matter what. And so, but still, still, I think we can use those things, uh, uh, and we, uh, we, we will just uh, uh, benefit from, 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 the, from this uh, research, and we don't need to worry much about that. So this is what happened in China in the China study. In the poor societies, they have this kind of disease, mostly infectious disease, in the rich societies and in Western China and Eastern China, we have this kind of, uh, of disease. So in this, this is the, what they call the epidemiological transition. They have the, epi, the epidemiological transition or the um, uh, nutritional transition is the same. I mean, at least they are related. When they, they, they classify that a country is becoming a developing, a developed country when the disease change the fact. <laughs> when the disease go by this, oh, okay, now you guys are up. And, and I have a hard time with that, uh, you know, because this is our uh, fault. Uh, and our, I mean, American and, and Western world fault, because we go to those places to help them. And then... Uh, even missionaries, sorry about that, but even missionaries. I was in my church. They have the kids there. When I go to Africa, okay? And then he said, well, we want to get your money here for, to help us. to have a group uh, to go to Africa, and we will uh, have the money to help our, our trip, and then we will buy candy for the kids. So why, what's the message here? <laughs> Why are you going there? Buy soccer balls, buy um, school material or whatever, but not the candy. But uh, that's, that's the idea. We go to those places, we, do, uh, we help them to decrease those diseases, with, uh, and, and then we fill up them with a lot of junk food. And so I, I used to be in Hong Kong for many years, uh, six years, and uh, uh, one of my friends was Dr. Dye Singer. 
um, the old Dai Singer, and a very good guy, very into public health. And then one time I, I used to come in, in the United States, to the United States every year for the conference here in Loma Linda. And then one time I met with him and he said, how is Hong Kong? And then I said, well, we are, uh, I think we are full of disease brought by the Americans. And he looked at me. <laughs> he said, this guy, when I want to fight with me. And then I say, well, Americans bring the disease because of the lifestyle. But I'll tell you, I'm learning how to counteract uh, of the counteract disease here. So you guys, Americans, bring the disease to the developing country. But you are bringing the solutions, too. So we are even on that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you like or not. Sometimes I have a big mouth. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay, guys, I finished early today. Can you believe that? So I believe we are in number uh, eight. So we have two more for tomorrow, and uh, hope we can finish. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.